Welcome to Allison's Wonderland. I'm your host, Allison Packard. Join us as we journey through the looking glass and down the rabbit hole into the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Hey, do a girl a favor and please subscribe to this podcast and go on iTunes and leave us a good review. If you like the show, please help spread the word. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Allison's Wonderland podcast, where we go inside the world of animation and video games. Today, we have Victoria Atkin, our guest on the show. She's a voice actress, on-camera actress, and motion capture actress, as well as the creator of Book VO and PCAP online classes. So please join me in welcoming Victoria Atkin. Thank you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. Yeah, happy it's- to be here. This is such a great podcast and I'm pleased and honored to be part of it. Yes. Well, we met probably, I guess, 2020. Yep. When we had a little meeting for v- book VO and PCAP. Yeah. And um, I actually came and taught one of the classes for you, which yeah. was so awesome. I'm so happy to have you on that. And yeah, just seeing your work like and your visibility has been amazing and oh. happy. Yeah. I was so happy that you joined us for that. The, ki- the classes everybody loved. Tell us. So for everybody that doesn't know what book VO PCAP does. Can yeah. you explain it for us? Yeah. So during the pandemic, a student reached out to me and asked if I would coach them for video games. And it started off with just, uh, an individual. And then she asked if I would, you know, talk to her and her friends. Uh-huh. So that's what it was. And was then, she English or was she an American? Yeah, she's an American student. Uh-huh. Just literally, I love it because she reached out to me on Instagram. And from there, it's just blown up. So we started doing this and I gave them some information and then after you know one session we did it for like an hour uh-huh i said we need to do this more because you can't learn everything in in one hour so why don't we come back next week so then they came back next week and then i said well what about if i give you i mean it was the pandemic no one was doing anything uh-huh. so i was very happy and then i said well come back next week why don't you guys like throw me a few bucks, you know, like let's, <laughs> let's do this. And, and then it just, and then other people said, oh, oh, can we do that? So then we started doing it on Zoom and, you know, by the middle of the pandemic, we had four classes every week Wow, with six students in each class. And that was for just the weekly workouts, which is our classes where we offer a six week course of, you know, commercials, video games, animation, performance capture and some marketing and mindset stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we started doing our exclusive courses, which I think is what you taught on our animation with the pros or maybe you yes. taught on Yeah. Yep. So then it's just six weeks of those. And I, you know, knew that my knowledge was quite specific and I'm still learning too. And the premise is that people just follow the people that have walked a little bit further the path ahead of them and mm-hmm. learn from them. And I feel like that's been my philosophy in my career, just asking questions from people that are further down the line. So then I began asking friends of mine that are in the industry if they wanted to coach too, so that we could just, you know, share the the opportunities and share the experience and wisdom with as many people as possible. And we do it on Zoom. All of my classes are online because we want to reach the most amount of people. We have students that are from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. We have students from Germany, students from England and all across the U.S. Wow. And so now you're a full-fledged, in addition to 
a voice actress, motion capture actress, yeah. on camera actress. You're also a business owner. I am a business owner. That's wow. quite interesting. I've I've always been a bit like that. My grandma <laughs> used to say to me, you know, I was playing games as a kid. I would obviously be putting on shows and singing and doing these things, yeah. but I would have little businesses as a kid. Like uh-huh. I would have a hotel and I would have a post office and I would have this were like my things that I love to do. So it was quite interesting uh, that I. Uh, I like to do these kinds of things as well. And I re- actually really enjoy business. It's, it's something that I, I like to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. It's like, I guess the, the older we get, the more you kind of realize that if you want to put something in the world, you need some kind of support structure. So mm-hmm. you need to build that support structure. Yeah. But I think it's challenging when you haven't gone to business class to understand, you know, the fundamentals and what's yeah. a business plan. Well, I, um, I, I started off quite early with this. When I graduated from university, I wanted to help bring the creative arts to the elderly community. Mm-hmm. And so I set up a business doing that and we, we made like a, a movie with them and we did music and that sort of stuff. And I failed so badly like, <laughs> that I learned so many lessons in that. And I wouldn't say I failed. They all had a wonderful time, but I wasn't able to expand the business as I wanted to. Uh-huh. And so from then on, I've been looking for other opportunities and I've done different bits and pieces here and there. And this, I think, became the most valuable as a, as a way of serving others yeah. with the knowledge I've already acquired. And now you're kind of expanding Book VO and PCAP into uh, something brand new. Yeah, I'm really that. excited, actually. In December, we have... Uh, we're going to be launching our first e-course, which will I've been working on all of this year. And yeah, it will be available for anybody anywhere in the whole wide world to learn on their own and study from myself and Michael Antonakos, who was Alexios in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And he's also Batman, Bruce Wayne in Gotham Knights. So him and I teach a course called Video Games with the Pros. And we go from talking about all different types of preparation for video games what happens when you're in the booth to tips and tricks that you can use in auditions and also we talk about uh, motion capture and performance capture and how video games have expanded into that and what to expect and what to how to prepare yourself uh, to step inside the volume and bring the character to life not just in front of the microphone and so with the PCAP, I, it, obviously that's part of what you do with Book yeah. Video and PCAP too. How, how did they, how did they, they learn online? Yeah, it's a good question, which people think, well, I need to be in the volume and I need to do this, that, and the other. For me, the biggest kind of tip that I would say for anybody that wants to get into performance capture is to be taking scene study acting classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I don't believe that you need to be in the volume to learn how to be on the PCAP stage. And the volume... Yeah, the volume is the space that we record performance capture. So it's a big, empty warehouse with all the cameras 360 degrees around, and we wear the dots and the markers Uh on us and on our face, and they pick up that, and that's recorded and animated. So I think if you're a great actor, if you have some experience, and which is what I offer in my class is just so you don't go in the dark. Like I... (laughs) When I played, yeah, when I played Evie Fry in Assassin's Creed, I'd never stepped on a motion capture stage, but I'd worked on camera and a TV show, so I understood acting mm-hmm. as a medium and how to get there without uh, all the yeah things that you need. You know your senses. That's for sure. And and for me, it brings me back to when I was a child. It's just the pure imagination. Mm-hmm. You don't have any props or costume or set. 
So you are building everything in your mind and you have to make us believe that it's there. So my Victorian London didn't have to be the same as everybody else's. Like, <laughs> But if as long as I could see the rooftops and I could see the kids and the workhouses and how it was, then I felt like I was able to bring it to life. But going back to your question is with that, I think a good actor. And then we give you just the information about what a ROM is, the range of movement, what a T-pose is. Mm. And, and I think if you can study this, we give you examples and reference photos and different things like that. You're very well prepared for mm. what you need to know. Mm -hmm. I would say that it's good to keep up like your general fitness mm -hmm. and you don't need to be, you know, of a you know, six pack or whatever to be on the motion capture stage, but you do need stamina because it's a long time on your feet, particularly if you're being a, uh, playing a lead role. But yeah, so I we give you the information that you need to be able to go to the set with confidence mm -hmm. and to just demystify what it is and also help you prepare. Most of the work is for self-tapes. So we help you prepare those. So we give you the sides for uh, performance capture self-tapes and you record them and we watch them and we give feedback. Well, that sounds So fun. that's kind of our premise and how we how we work over mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, this is Allison Packard. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to let you know that if you like the show, please, please, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. And do you, you see the trend going towards PCAP? Yeah. And mocap in general. Yeah, it's film, definitely TV. not going away. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm so excited for Avatar to come out. But yeah, it's not going away. It's getting bigger and bigger. And it's, I think anybody that's a voice actor should experience motion capture, take a class or take, just begin to be curious about it. Yeah. And to see if it's something that you want to do. And if it is, to talk to your agent about putting you forward for it. And I always, my suggestion is not to try and make a mocap reel, but to create an acting reel mm -hmm. and to build that and your acting. Most of the casting directors can see a great actor and they would rather see a monologue than something that's, you know, been put together that's that's not motion capture, that's kind of a training video. Like unless you're building the credits and you've actually been on the stage and you can get that footage, that's great. But an acting reel will suffice if you're new to it, which is, I think, what I direct people in that. So had you done, was Assassin's Creed, your, it was your first mocap mo job. So yeah. how did that, uh, did the audition just come in through the regular pipeline? So it came through a theatrical manager mm -hmm. that I had. I'd ne like, I'd never really done voiceover before. Ah, so yeah. I was on a big show in England for two years mm -hmm. and I came over here and and I was doing TV and film predominantly. And my uh, manager at the time said, do you want to go in for a video game? And I had a goal to be the next action heroine. It was very general, but that was kind of where my focus was. And so this opportunity presented itself. And I, I have to admit, at the time, I was pretty ignorant and I didn't really understand what that was. Mm -hmm. I, had no, I hadn't played video games since I was quite young. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think it was where my goals were. So mm -hmm. at the beginning, I said, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And then she said, well, just why don't you just put it on tape? And, <laughs> you know, thankfully today I, I did do that. But it was a long process. I did a tape. I didn't hear anything back. And then I had to fly to Quebec and meet with the directors. So wow. it was like a 24-hour turnaround there. And then after that, they brought in actors who were going to play my twin brother. Mm. 
uh, to meet me in LA and do chemistry reads. And then after that, we found out. So I think wow. it was quite a long process to get it. And they were auditioning people from England and New York and LA, well, all over the world. Yeah. Wow. What did you feel like when you got the call that you got the role? I think pretty ecstatic and relieved, very grateful. Yeah. And it changed, I mean, it really did change the direction and course. And I think looking back now, the opportunity was was incredible. It was challenging, but it was incredible. And I love I love everything that Evie stands for. Mm. I think it's it's really well written and she's a great addition to the franchise. Yeah. So what what does she stand for to you? Hmm. I would say, I mean, she I think Jacob and Evie are both they complement each other. Mm. So he's quite physically forceful and she's quite intellectually savvy. So they kind of come together as like a yin yang and they are able to complete missions and stuff like that. But I think she's she has she wears her heart on her sleeve and she has these predicaments with the character of Henry um Henry Green who becomes her love interest mm. and following that and she's a lot about family and following tradition and not breaking the rules and following the things and her brother kind of says you know challenges that so i think she she has like most characters in a in a good video game they have a nice arc mm-hmm. and she has that too and then she has the dlc where she chases jack the ripper <laughs> <laughs> that's that was must have been fun yeah it was interesting and and fun to do it's just yeah it was it was a great fun experience in being in living in Toronto as well that's a, a wonderful city I don't know if you've been but it's really great I haven't no yeah. so how long were you living in Toronto for from like January to July wow 2015 then I think and were you working full every day yeah we were working every day wow that's a lot yeah and then we got into the booth as well after that to do trailers and to do in Toronto game as well plays. Back here most of it was in Toronto yeah and you have a family as well. Yes, I'm a little boy. He's Did your family three. come with you? I didn't have him at that point. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah. got, got that one out first. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that came after. But, yeah, so I did that. And it was a, it was a, a great blessing. And then since then I've been able to do um, Comic-Cons and all the other fun stuff that comes with that amazing yeah. franchise and opportunity. Yeah. Now, you kind of have been taking a little break from Comic-Cons the past year. Yeah, I became a little saturated with it, and I um, I was really enjoying doing the classes. Also, the pandemic, it mm-hmm. slowed down with yeah. that. And after that, after it all started up again, I just realized that I, um, yeah, I just wanted to focus in other places. But I am doing a, I don't know if this will make it into the podcast <laughs> before, but I am doing a signing on Streamily on the 4th of December. Okay, yes. This will, be, this will be, will be in the path. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Do you feel that you and Evie have a lot of similarities or more differences? Well, I'm not an assassin, so that's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Career. Uh, You're kind of like career an choice is a little different. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like I've grown since mm-hmm. I played that character, but mm-hmm. probably at the time, I, yeah, I think when I was playing the character, I probably had many, many similarities of being quite bookish. Like, I've always loved to study mm-hmm. and um, work things out, and I, I guess I'm still like that. 
But I think she, I, th- I hope I've acquired some more wisdom since then. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think um, I'm, I may be, I don't know, because back in those days, they didn't live very long. So I think she's probably, <laughs> I'm probably older than her anyway now. <laughs> but um, well, thank God. Yeah, I, uh, I think she's, I think she's a, she's a great female character. And I've been blessed to have many of the people that have played the game thank me for bringing sort of a female perspective and a female character to the franchise that just a different different energy to to the game and I think that that's continued and they've built more female characters which have been great there has been a definite shift the past few years which Mm -hmm. is refreshing and nice Mm. definitely and um we were talking about earlier I can't talk about it too much but I'm in a new game with um a female lead which is is really exciting to see Mm. Yeah. Well, and you have a new project that just came out, Tactic Ogres Reborn. Yeah, Tactics Ogre Reborn is a game that I worked on again in the pandemic and it's finally come out. Another wow. Square Enix title. I'm so blessed to work with Square Enix. They have they really paid my bills in the pandemic, so that was Aww. great. And this um she speaks very, very much like this, which is not something I often do. Yeah. But yeah, she's called Kashua. And she's very softly spoken and very uh that game was one of the biggest challenges of my career so hmm. far the vocabulary uh-huh. did I say that right <laughs> vocabulary um is is enormous it's almost like a game of thrones mm. cryptic tactical World. game i mean uh-huh. it, it really yeah it was i mean yeah if you play it it's, i don't think i would complete anything in that game because it's so cryptic and and tactical I mean it's called tactics ogre but yes some of the language to get my mouth around it I had to ask for the scripts in advance because I had to literally go to the dictionary for a lot of words and Uh I feel like I have a master's degree and should have known some of these words but (laughs) and were some of them made up too or there was lots of like kind of um the world, you know, some of the names, mm. which I was getting clarification from the amazing director, Jamie Mortellaro, who I worked on with that. But uh, some of it just was oldie, worldy, mm-hmm. long vocabulary. Words. <laughs> and words. words, big, long um, words. But they were like, you know, a mouthful. So, And heightened, you know, it was a, a heightened uh, piece all the time, a lot of drama, a lot of things that happen in every single scene and turn of the of the game. So it was it was great. It was a great fun project. And I like it when I am challenged in that way mm-hmm. at this point, you know, down the line from doing a lot of video games to get a new challenge where I learn as much as, you know, it's not easy. Well yeah. And so because you do VO and PCAP, is it different when you come into a project when you're just doing VO as opposed to doing both VO and PCAP? Yeah, I think it I think it is. I think it's it's very different. I mean you're only using one piece of your instrument. That's why I really have a lot of respect for my fellow voice actors because, <laughs> you know, we only have this this one piece of the instrument to use to express all of the characters' desires, wants, feelings. So yeah, I I probably personally find it easier to do performance capture because I get to use all of my instrument. And I think I've got into a rhythm with video games mm-hmm. where I kind of most games I I can get into the pace of it and I understand the worlds. Now that I've acquired the experience, that wasn't what was happening at the beginning. I really 
didn't know the difference between what a Fortnite game and an Assassin's Creed game was or mm. Call of Duty and, mm-hmm. say, Tactics Ogre, I was doing a lot of what I call generalized reads for mm-hmm. video game. Mm-hmm. Now as I've progressed and I find that I'm really learning this with animation now, which I'm moving towards, mm-hmm. just understanding the genre and understanding that Nickelodeon is very different to Cartoon Network, to, you know, something on Crunchyroll or you know, the difference between a video game animation or, you know, a kid's animation and the difference between a preschool animation to a tween animation. It's all getting more specific is is where I'm I'm working towards. Thanks for tuning in to Allison's Wonderland, where we explore the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. For more episodes of Allison's Wonderland, please visit us at www.allisonpacker.com. See you next week.